0: Hello and welcome to Priority Roll, an Age of Sigmar podcast from sunny England. Join us as we discuss the ever-changing character of wargaming in the mortal realms. Grab your D6 and get ready for the Priority Roll. Hello and welcome to episode 4... Today, I'm joined by two members of Team Keen, Laurie and Steve, who are here to talk about Brotherhood, uh, an Age of Sigmar team event held at Firestorm Games in Cardiff on the 18th and 19th of January. Hello, Laurie, and hello, Steve. Hi, Dan. Hi, Dan. It's returning guest, Steve, you went, down, you went down a treat. We had listeners writing in fan mail saying how, how how they loved hearing your dulcet tones, so we've got you back.
1: Oh, that's so kind of him. What can I say? People's champion,
0: eh? Absolutely. And, Laurie, we've got you on as well. I <laughs> yeah, people's champion, but... Uh, you know people's villain pay me <laughs> so uh steve you don't really need to introduce yourself because you were uh, you were on a uh, on episode three but uh yeah. laurie, do you, for those who might not have heard of the infamous dare i say laurie huggett wild you want to introduce yourself
2: uh yeah so um i'm laurie huggett wild i uh, have been playing edge sigma for the last few years um i uh, am currently the team england captain for the six nations um and no I. No big deal," uh, he says, brushing his shoulder. Um, uh, but yeah, I've played quite a lot, a, a relatively good level, uh, mainly with silvernef and uh, but dabbled a little bit in a couple of other armies as well. Uh, and I absolutely bloody love a team tournament, so really looking forward to playing in Brotherhood in a, a couple of weekends' time.
0: And what is it about team tournaments that you enjoy so much? Well. I think I, I had
2: described to him, I think, by Darren Watson, the idea that doubles is just four times the banter. And I think team tournaments, you get that bit like 12 times the banter because you've got your entirety of your team versus the entirety of their team. And that matchup process is just enormous fun where you're all trying to outwit each other. and You're trying to get the best kind of combinations uh, against the other team that you possibly can. Uh, and so there's a real kind of uh, lovely competitiveness to that and a lovely camaraderie to that. Um, and i do i just like that additional element of thought which goes into it because it it enables you to take a different kind of army because you're no longer an army which has got one glaring weakness actually is fine in the team tournament so there's just more tactics to it more thinking to it and more i hate the word but more banter to it as well there's more yeah more fun times as a
0: result fair enough and you've mentioned the match-up process um a second ago, and we, I think we'll cover that in a bit more detail in a second. But how else do team events differ to singles events? You know, you said perhaps you can take different styles of list. Is there any other glaring differences? So with
2: a with a team event, because there's a much more modular scoring system tends to be in place. Um, there's much more emphasis on getting the most out of a bad matchup. Um, I think that's a really big difference. That. Um, if you know you're going to lose because sometimes you get put into a matchup and you just look at it and go 99% of the time I'm going to lose this matchup but that means that you've got to get as much out of it as you possibly can so um, uh, that's normally the case that you for example give up hard any kill points maybe table your opponent uh, maybe get all the secondaries you've been given um, whatever it is, you've normally still got a real clear target, which is worth working towards uh, because for the benefit of the team, basically. So if you're get, if you going into a, a matchup you know, you're not going to lose, but you can get four points from it or something like that, then um, you've really done well, much more so actually than if someone gets given an absolute gimme of a matchup and ends up only getting 16 points from it, then they've actually done pretty poor, really, whilst um, so you've always got something to play for in, um, in a team tournament matchup uh, in a way which I think sometimes isn't the case in singles.
0: This whole matchup process it seems a little bit intimidating like it seems a bit it's it's a bit mad like it's it's something like you know a little bit of black magic like for someone who's doing this for the first time any recommendations
2: i mean it's tough to say because i've always absolutely loved it like um i've gone to the last two blood tides and uh uh, been captained by paul buckler uh, very well but paul was really happy to turn over the matchup process to me because he knows how much i love that kind of thing and i do and so for me it wasn't that intimidating because it's all about knowing your army's strengths and knowing your and just knowing other armies' weaknesses basically and their strengths as well so i think it does depend on how your mind works Uh, because i know of some people who Who have just basically been some people like the blood type tournaments and other team tournaments who have spent the weekend and never really quite got how that matchup process is going to go. Um, But I think for some people, if you like that kind of thing, if you like looking at an army and thinking, "Oh, I know what that's good against. I know what that's bad against," then it it can just be enormous fun. And it wasn't something which I found myself having to like spend ages of time getting my head around. I was just like, "All right, I I get how this works." I really want to be the one who kind of does it for my team because I, I just think it's something I'd, I'd, I'd be good at um, and yeah and I think that's uh, if, you, if it does have that appeal then it can be just really enormous fun
0: Out of interest Laurie how would you describe your play style when you are playing a singles game are you more of a, kind of a do you take the fight to the enemy or are you more of a, a reactive player
2: I mean mainly narrative is honestly <laughs> how I describe it <laughs> so, um, but, but aside from that you like um, Steve
0: foot's padawan aren't you
2: yeah exactly that me and steve we're just i can't think of two gamers who are more similar than me and steve Futt. um oh. <laughs> 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 uh, no i think so I, I i've been thinking about this a bit recently with the new silver pick actually i think i i like to um dictate my dictate the play actually i quite like taking first turn i quite like having an army which can dictate how I want to play I like I like going up early first few turns and then clinging on um, it's I clean, desperately <laughs> on. Desperately on like, Please uh, don't get quite, that last but, point but we might, well, With my current army, or the army I've been taking to the last few singles events It's been the case of quite often summoning dryads And then trying to do the best I can with 10 dryads in the final turn To get that one point I need to So I think, yeah, I think I quite like setting the pace early doors And, and then going from there But um, yeah, that's that's probably how i describe my, my most natural But I think if you're a good player You have to kind of learn to play in different ways, don't you? Because you're not always going to be able to play like that, really
0: no that's true it's 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 interesting I did say you know would you say you were reactive or dot dot it's a slightly loaded question a because I, I think I n- kind of know your play style because I've watched you play, play on the stream and and you know watch you game at tournaments before but but also you you said it there you like to take a little bit of control and you like to dictate the pace of the bat uh, the battle itself and yeah. I think that kind of mentality perhaps is something why you enjoy the matchup process because it's almost like taking a step up and back and dictating the pace of the series of matches.
2: Yeah, no, I think that's a very good way of looking at it. It's like, um, I like that control and like... I like, yeah, cause I, because I'm always comfortable knowing what my army, my opponent's army does so I'm normally happy to kind of go first because I feel I'm not going to be in for a surprise when they hit me back basically because I feel I know what they're going to do. And that's the same with a team tournament. I feel like I know what my, the, the enemies, uh, the opponents, teams, armies are going to do and so I'm happy to take that pace and kind of go um, right, I think you can take that, you can take this and I can give the best shots there. And sometimes they'll walk kind of go, look, sorry, um, you've just i put you into a bad matchup here, but I Feel, I always feel comfortable knowing whether I've got good matchups or bad matchups for the most part.
0: That makes sense.
1: Yeah, I think uh, being underneath Laurie as well, not literally, but <laughs> uh, Laurie was captain at um, Blood Tithe when I was with him last year as well. And I think being a player under Laurie's command, as it were, um, is really interesting as well because I think when you sort of go into it and you're, you're making your lists which we'll touch on a bit later you've really got to work together as a team um, and I think you know understanding the matchup process isn't for every member of the team but I think understanding what your list does really well um, is something that's really important to a your captain and, and also the rest of the team so I think a shared knowledge base is really important and it's quite interesting when you're sort of putting that together and you're constructing your teams and your lists and your matchups is somebody in your team needs to know what's going on but most of all you need to know what your army can do Um, and if you don't maybe it's time to look at a different army or a different approach to actually say actually, this is what my list does really well this is what I should be matched into Um, and you've got to feed that information back to the captain or whoever's doing those matchups because ultimately if you said that you're super good against list x um and they get you that correct matchup and you're meant to win that game and you don't and actually that can skew the points for the whole team for that round so um yeah i think just to echo some of laurie's stuff as i'm 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 quite focused on sort of the matchups and i enjoy that side of it um but it's good to share knowledge as well because that's some of my stuff i play a lot of events i play a lot of armies and play against them, um, but some of my knowledge is just lacking as well. And I think that's where it's really good to have a have a team and a network, and that sort of the build up and prep for it is as important, if not more important, than the actual event itself.
0: Excellent, and you know we've we're 10 minutes in we've said the word matchup about 70 times so mm. Laurie, do you want to talk us through the matchup process for those who are listening who maybe haven't seen a team event or haven't attended a team event what is the matchup process in in summary um, in, a, in a succinct way
2: yeah so i'll try to summarize it because it, it does differ depending on how many players you have in the team event um normally it's 4 6 or 8 but uh basically it's the process by which you match uh the, play, the players against each other. So who is playing who? Because you've got... So at Brotherhood, which is happening in a couple of weeks' time, uh, you've got um, six players on either side. And obviously, who's playing who isn't just randomly allocated. It's something which is done, um, maybe best described as almost a card game because you'll have a card for all six of your players um, and you 're looking to get your players having the best match ups or as many of your players having the best match ups it 's very rare that all six um, of your or um, well, six or four or eight of your players will be in good match ups normally what you 're really looking for is four or five in good matchups and one or two in bad matchups like that's really what you're looking to achieve and so that's sometimes feeding people into a bad matchup in order to get good matchups down the line or, or as a result of that basically um i think one time at blood type we got four good matchups if i remember rightly um and we were very happy with that but the majority of the time we were really looking for a three one um, and at six nations uh, we were really looking um for kind of a a, a six two and at etc you're looking for four two and a brotherhood be looking for four two or five one kind of thing um and that's how the matchup process works is it's working out who's playing against who so you'll put down the first thing is you put down one army they then your opponents then put down two armies in response to you and you pick and you kind of go from there basically so these are
0: armies face up
2: yeah armies face up and so I'm not going to go into too much detail because it gets a little bit it's quite hard to explain um, all uh, verbally um, but you're, you're putting down your army down first of all there you're the your opponent is looking at your army and going okay they've put down um, bone reapers well we want to put down these two which we think are good against bone reapers um, and that's happening in duplicate almost because they're also putting down one army and you're then putting down two armies in response to that as well. Um, And it kind of goes from there, and there's this process by which the army which gets picked, the other one goes back, and you kind of get worked along, basically. Um, And it ends up with all the armies matched into each other, and by the end of it, you have six different games where they've been paid up. And in Brotherhood situation, you're also pairing into the specific missions as well. So that's another layer on top of that, is that you're trying to pair the right army into the right mission against the right army. Um, So it can get quite complicated in
0: that respect. It does sound very complicated, to be honest. I think uh, it is very, I think, as you say, difficult to verbally describe it over the air. Yeah, exactly. I'm a very visual person. So I think I'm I'm definitely going to like, like maybe have someone explain it to me visually.
2: I think it's the kind of thing which actually if you, <laughs> you find yourself bored on a, on a Monday evening ever, and then just write on a piece of paper like just or just look at the Brotherhood list and then write down two teams armies read the pack which uh, Tomlin and Chris Tomlin has put together and then kind of just go through it how you'd match it up and I think the second you actually play the card game so to speak it becomes really clear how it works but you're completely right it's very hard to explain um, uh, via, via audio the main thing to kind of understand about it if you are wanting to follow Brotherhood or any other team event and there's increasingly more of them if you do want to follow a team event the main thing to know about the matchup process is you're trying to get the best matchups you can for your team and as many as you can but probably not all of them
0: that makes absolute sense yeah so could you attend a team event as a complete team of noobs or would you recommend having someone with at least some team event experience within the team when you go to your first event or is that something you can attend like completely blank it
2: depends what you want to take from it doesn't it like You can certainly attend it. And I mean, I I know some people who will just go and just um, uh, randomly do all their cards. They'll just go, um, you'll put down your one and they won't look at it. They'll just grab two of their cards, put them down and go, all right, those are our two. We don't care. We're here for a fun time. We've got no interest in winning this thing. We just want to have a good time. And like, it's not the the matchup process. There's not, if you don't know how it works, it doesn't mean you can't do it means you can't do it well but it doesn't mean that you can't do it um and so there's no reason why you can't um come along as a bunch of um uh, inexperienced players uh, inexperienced team players and still have a great time and if you took if you were inexperienced but wanted to win and you took six good lists you'd still do pretty well actually even if you didn't entirely understand the matchup process or understand how team events work you probably wouldn't win it you wouldn't have thought but you could still do very well just by kind of taking a just taking good singles lists and not really understand the matchup process
0: and fair enough and what kind of team Experience you've mentioned that you've played in the Six Nations and you're now the captain of the Six Nations teams. What other team experience do you have, Laurie? So,
2: I'll say I say I've played the last two Blood Tides, um, and um, I was the matchup king for that. Paul Butler gets annoyed when I call myself captain because I wasn't captain, but I was the person with responsibilities for all our matchups, um, during uh, the two Blood Tides. So, delegation
0: my- is the sign of an effective leader, so it is. Buckles was just you know empowering his subordinates knowing exactly his strengths that.
2: exactly that he's, he's allowed me to fly that's what it is he's allowed me to fly like a good general eh? um and yeah and so and then went to six nations and uh, went five and oh at six nations with uh, with daughters of cain so basically went three and two is the equivalent because it was daughters of cain um and yeah, and so I've got, I've got a reasonable amount of experience there. Um, and that's why I'm really keen to do Brotherhood as well to increase my experience because I do love a team tournament um, and they are incredibly
1: good fun to do.
0: And what about yourself, Steve?
1: Uh, so similar, actually. Um, I've run the last two Blood Tives. Um, the first one was interesting because we actually sort of created a team just as a stand-in so Mark Wilson was was short a team as a dropout me and my brother and a couple of other guys sort of wrangled together uh, became the dogs of war so old fantasy fans would know those as the mercenaries Um, so we literally just rocked up had no experience of the matchup process at all um, and just took whatever singles lists we had we got absolutely demolished but was a, was great fun, and I, I was kind of hooked from there. Um, year two, Paul Buckler invited me on to Ninja Badgers, so I was there with Laurie, uh, and we did surprisingly well. Actually, we got match ups all the way through. We all played solid games, and I was hooked from there. Um, and I've been lucky enough to be selected for England Six Nations as well. So that'll be that'll be this year coming, and then obviously Brotherhood. So I'm well and truly hooked at the minute, which is uh, which is good.
0: And what kind of traits make a good team event player that differ to singles events player because obviously knowing the game, knowing a list and and being good at the Warhams makes anyone a good singles player but what what specifically makes someone a good team player
2: i'd say there's two big elements to that and um, which are kind of linked to each other uh, first of all there's the the obvious one which is which is well being a team player you've got to be willing to at times take a bad matchup and still get as much out of it as you possibly can. Um, so if you look at it, if the, I think most people are like this, like actually to give credit to most people I've played with, they are quite good at this, but you've got to kind of go, all right, I've been put into a terrible matchup here. What can I get from it? Can I get the secondary I've been given? Can I keep my kill points really low or keep their kill points really low or get my mind? Like you've got to be willing to put a brave face on and more to the point, you've got to be willing to put that brave face on, even if that's the entirety of your weekend. Even if your entire weekend is you getting matched into bad matchup after bad matchup after bad matchup, you might go zero and five over the weekend, but actually pick up pick up um uh, 15 points for the team over the weekend which is the difference between first and second place um, so you've got to be willing to take bad matchups uh, for the good of the team um, uh, yeah so that's the big one so
0: kind um, of having like a, a holistic approach to it you know for the greater good as it were
2: yeah exactly that it was actually um, Craig Namvar who uh, who got that into my head um, which surprised me because he's not very wise is Craig um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, he it was at the first blood time like he asked me how, how he knew it was and we had a chat, and he asked me how, how I was doing, and I said, "Well, I, I, I won my first few games, won my first two games, but I think I just I just got a minor loss in that game there." And he kind of looked at me again and said, no, how's how's your team doing? And that was the point: is that I, a team event? It shouldn't be really be relevant how you are doing because you might have got five nils, uh, uh, won every single game, but if the rest of your team is doing terribly, then actually that counts as a rule really. Um, uh, yeah, and so the, that's the important thing: is you've really got to view it from a team. Like if you lost. Um but but you were meant to lose and you managed to get those two points. As I think I said earlier on, that's far more impressive than being put into a matchup which you mean, you meant to win and and winning it. And that's that's really quite often what makes the difference between the top to the top teams is those players getting getting the wins they shouldn't get, or getting even just getting the minor turning a, a major loss into a minor loss or getting those secondaries. Like that's the big thing. Um and I think linked to that is a secondary point, which is a, a really good player. Um will also be able to accurately predict how they'll do. So, like, they'll be able to say, okay, I'm going to get from this. If you put me into that matchup, I will get you a 20 nil If you put me into that matchup, I'll get you five points. If you put me into that one, I'll only get you two. Like, to be able to accurately say to your captain, this is what I'm going to do, really gives them an idea of how the roundup's, how the matchup's going to go and how the round's going to go. Um, I know it's something that Tom Morsley really praises uh, Tony Moore for is that Tony's very good at just going, I'm going to get five points from this. I'm going to get 16 points. From this. I'm gonna, like he'll tell you what he gets basically and we'll get it. And so that ability to really just accurately say um, how they're going to do um, is really important. Like it's, if you want to be able to kind of play the system and that thing of, Telling people when to push or not, like when to gamble on turning that minor win into a major win, or turning that uh, turning that defeat, but with like all the secondaries got gambling on trying to get the major win. Whether or not you need to do that relies on good feedback from your team. And if the team are feeding back accurately, then that has an impact on. On, on your whole process, your whole vision as a captain.
0: Right, okay. So let's talk about Brotherhood in general as an event. What was it that made you want to attend Brotherhood specifically rather than, let's say, a Warhammer World Team event?
2: Well, so Team King, we were a bunch of... Um, we come from this little village called Little Walsingham, uh, and we've been playing, we've been playing in um, our local pub with um, where Sally puts on a, a lovely brew for us, and we've been doing that for the last few years. And we thought we'd see what's out there in the competitive world, because we hear there's some quite gamey people uh, out there, and so we'd see how we'd do, uh, uh, do our cut our teeth against them. Um, alongside that. Um, there's also uh, Chris Tomlin runs an exceptionally good event. I've um, attended a few of his events. Um, couldn't make it to the last um, uh, Cardiff one he did, the last singles one he did, Blackout, um, because unfortunately uh, I was busy that day, but I've gone to most of his other ones. And he's a really good TO, really good TO, and you know he's going to run a good one. Firestorm, I'm actually also a really big fan of Firestorm. Uh, I know it gets a bit of um, criticism for its terrain, but I think actually as a venue, it's really good as well. And I do kind of love Cardiff and kind of love Metro's as well, the terrible <laughs> nightclub you go to. Uh, which is a,
0: a I mean, that's cool. a reason to go to an event. <laughs> yeah, its own, it's, isn't
2: it? uh, it's, it's Metro's is the possibly the worst nightclub I've, I've been to, and yet it draws me back every single time.
0: Laurie, you have not been to enough nightclubs if Metro's is the worst one you've been to. Metro's is <laughs> better choices oh anyway um so that's part of the appeal as well uh and then i
2: think there's also just a desire because because it's tomlin you know he's going to put together a really good pack as well basically and you know it's going to be a pack which is really focused on the right things and that might be an element of some of the warhammer world ones that there's quite a lot of soft scores in play often or there has been in the past and whilst there's nothing wrong with that like i love a soft score and um, best sports and all that um but uh, for a team tournament you really do and a team tournament where you want the practice for six nations or for something like that you want one which is focused on the gaming and i i knew that chris would put that together
0: yeah chris chris is an incredibly experienced to and has put on a number of phenomenal events uh from, from by all accounts from everyone that i've spoken to i've yet to actually attend one i'll hopefully be able to attend one this year uh, if not next year uh, we should actually shout out blackout 2020 is happening on the 15th and 16th of august um, so if if you want to go and watch Laurie uh, do his thing in Metro's or indeed you want to attend a, an excellent Age of Sigmar singles event, then Blackout is running in Cardiff on the 15th, 16th of August. It is a sight to behold. So, what Blackout or, or you in Metro? <laughs> Both. Both. <laughs> oh, those limbs go wild. <laughs> so what do you think about the playable at uh, Brotherhood?
2: it's um it's a bit of shark tank yeah it's quite competitive (laughs)
0: well we've got there we've got um, a few names with tom and tony yeah we've got uh basically the team that basically just won etc I, uh, I think you'll I find that Jack is on our team. Uh, uh, okay, that's what I said basically. <laughs> basically,
2: yeah, and Darren's on a separate team. With a new, what got Darren's team? We have a bunch of the funkiest lists imaginable, really. Uh, so, Darren Watson uh, and the My Hills and uh, Luke Morton. Luke Morton's
0: on that one as well, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yeah,
2: that's that's a nice bunch of friendly players as well, uh, friendly gamers,
0: yeah, um,
2: gamers. You think? All those old, experienced, wise, old pros under the bad dice uh, uh, handle, uh, Mr. Johnson, Mr. Curry, etc., who I'm sure will be. You just
0: said old in that sentence twice. uh, Old, wise, experienced.
2: What's the other words you could use? Grizzled, um, <laughs> wizened, <laughs> wizened—that's a good one as well, isn't it? Yeah, all of those uh, terms um, I think fit them very nicely. Um, and so they—they, they, I'm sure they'll be pretending they're just there for a nice time, but secretly I think they'll be wanting to beat all these young upstarts um, uh, into the ground. Um, that's and you've interesting.
0: Got, I've, I've heard you have heard you referred to as an upstart before, Laurie. Actually, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was why you. Did.
2: It doesn't count. That counts when it's coming out of your own mouth. Um, (laughs) um, And then you've got the fiction lads, Benjamin Savva and his London crew, his London brethren. Um,
0: Benjamin Savva and his London brethren. Does that sound (laughs) like some sort of gang, doesn't it? I believe that's the term which they're used to using at the moment. Uh, (laughs) They're the most
1: hipster gang ever, wouldn't
0: (laughs) they? Everyone's got immaculate hair and drinks flat whites, but, you know, if you you say something wrong you bet, benjamin then <laughs> you put soy <laughs> soy milk instead of uh vanilla latte or whatever and you, you get shanked yeah <laughs> table flipping so
2: a biodegradable shank which is made out of nothing but the best um the best materials
0: um, oh, that's dangerous because that would like biodegrade within your bloodstream and then you then you messed up that's you? A, yeah um, <laughs> and they're taking some
2: fun lists too uh and then you've got and then you've got a whole lot of other ones which are also pretty competitive you've got um uh, Liam Jordan and his West Midlands lot, who also got some really tasty lists as well. And it all, yeah, it's pretty, pretty serious. Um, there's, yeah, like the the team in 4 four fifth place could contain some very good players in it. Um,
1: yeah, it's so it's-, it's got to be one of the most competitive events out there at the minute, isn't it? I think so, yeah. And, and, and genuinely, like, sense, it's sorry. so
0: interesting. We're on episode four and this event has been referred to on all the preceding... <laughs> episodes and actually on episode five which we've already recorded um, was also referred to on that so like we're on five. i mean episode four doesn't count because it's literally a, a show about the event but uh on the four out of uh four other episodes it's been talked about in some capacity and it just i think there's a huge buzz so like massive credit to chris in the you know um it goes without saying this event's going to be a huge success uh, but a massive shout out to him for just putting on an event that the scene's really excited for um and it's just going to be it's going to be so much like uh, the lists are going to launch tonight if they haven't already launched like whilst we're recording um and i'm just looking forward to looking through that pdf it's going to be pretty there's, exciting there's
1: so much hype on it. i think that's the key thing isn't it About, with blood Tide last year kicking it all off Then the Six Nations and the ETCs just got so much attention recently. Um, And everyone knows that those kind of players are going to be at this event. I think there's such a a target on everyone's heads. So I think people have really gone all out to put their teams together for this. Um, I can't wait. It's been great
2: as a result it's just really nice being this village team um like we've got no pressure yeah, yeah. We just just, we're just we're just there there's a bunch of mates who just happen to to love warhammer um so it's really nice not having that pressure actually that like we're just there for the fun yeah
0: so i one of the questions i wrote down in the show notes was are there any any teams out there to watch out for but i suppose the whole of them <laughs> <laughs> yeah i with, mean with the with the exception of yourselves, obviously who would you bet on to win? Who do you reckon, who do you reckon is going to get uh, declined? Not commenting on that. Not We're commenting winning. on that. If, if you weren't, if you, if your team weren't tend- attending, all right, fine. Scrap that question. You're going to win, right? Team Keens going to nail it. <laughs> Who's going to be second? That's really tough,
2: isn't it? I think, um, cause I've, 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 we've had a little sneaky preview of the list, uh, just to check them over and make sure they're all legal. And there is some absolute filth out there, um, from a number of different lists.
0: You wouldn't have it any, like um, that, would
2: you? You would not have it any other way. other um, I mean, there's. I'm. I'm going to go. Second place is going to be Darren Watson et al. Just because they've got such janky lists that it's really tough to know. Uh, tough, for you, tough for you to match up. Like the match-up process, as I said, is a big part of it. But if you've got jank in your list, then that can make that whole match-up process a bit harder. Um, and yeah, and I know that Darren knows his stuff and Darren really loves the team event. Like Darren um, did Six Nations and ETC last year and really knows his stuff. Um, so I think he's a good captain as well. And he's got some good players on his team also. Um, yeah, so I think he he could do well. But then also, as I said, there's about three or four or five you could really... Really take it. Um, the Face Hammer lots obviously are, are all super good players and they've also got Tom and Tony joining them. Both of whom are good as well. And then, as I say, the
0: bad <laughs> I was going to say, the Face Hammer lot are good players and they've also got Tom and Tony. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, a, that's yeah. a burn,
2: Laurie. <laughs> I, I was going to. And I thought, I'm being nice now. I've done a few burns and I'll be nice about people for a little bit. Um, I think, yeah, and I think them, all bad dice, all the West Midlands lot, all the fiction lot, like there's just so many good
1: teams. <laughs> every team. There. Yeah,
2: every team like But to, to be fair, yeah, there's a because there's a, Chris has managed to get 22 teams together for a team tournament which is just phenomenal work um, there are a number of teams there who are just going along for the lulls uh, and are there for a good time and so there are some teams who, who don't anticipate winning it um, but, but yeah but fair play to them because they know that a team events great fun so why would you not go along even if you don't want to be in the running for it but there are, yeah there are a lot of very good teams who will be out there to, to want to win it um, as reflected in the absolute filth
1: that everyone's bringing See, <laughs> so, yeah, I'll have to put my money on the Face Hammer boys, probably. But like I said, there's there's too many to to tell. Really, they could all come, you know, podium or or below. And every single list is tough. But I think just experience alone, I'll put Face Hammer and the Mordor boys up there.
0: Is there a is there a way that kind of teams can knock themselves out if they? You know, like, like if you, you know, when you go to a singles event, you're like, oh, you know, person A or person B M- might win it. But if person A and person B are matched up against each other on round one, then one of them's going to get a loss against their name. Is there the a only way time that, that can happen in a team event?
2: The only time that really happens uh, in a bad way, um, or can happen, that, that can happen to a certain extent. The, the work, the worst situation is when you're. You can be leapfrogged in the final round. Like if you if one and two are playing each other, and you get a three-three pretty close draw basically, and then the third place absolutely smashes fourth place, then they and go six and six nil in terms of their results, then they could leapfrog both of you to take first place. Like that's when that can happen, but it is it does happen at an earlier stage. It happens a lot less because you have got like there's only effectively if you think view it from a player perspective there's only 22 players there like if you imagine a tournament a five game tournament with 22 players the top players are all going to play each other aren't they basically um, and that's effectively what you got you've got 22 teams which is equivalent of 22 players so if you get matched up if first game you get matched up against face marauders or whatever Darren's team is called or the bad dice people or, or fictional or whatever then it's actually not quite as upsetting as it is for um for a uh, singles game first of all because in all likelihood we won't go 0-6 um or won't go 6-0 like it will be a closely fought game which both mean, you teams said that you said that oh. on
0: record now laurie so if you do go 0-6 and six, then <laughs>
2: then it's my team which is to blame. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: That's not
2: how
1: leadership go. works, Laurie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you know how important we said those matchups were, Dan?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and how good he thinks he is against them. Yeah, yeah. I believe Rufus was the, the king. Was that, was that the word? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I heard that. Oh, the listeners heard that. Yeah, I shouldn't have said that. What is it that comes before a four? I can never remember. <laughs>
2: I don't know what you're about, Dan. Clearly just old age is making your memory go. Cheeky. <laughs> <GK. laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, that, that's why I don't think you mind quite so much because you're not going to go, you're not going to just get a zero. Like if you go to a, a tournament and you get a loss first game, so I can't go 5-0, I probably can't win this event. Um, but if you get matched up to someone really tough first time and you go 2-4 and four and you, you have to take kind of a little bit of a loss, that's actually not out of the running. If you then do really well in the rest of the tournament, then you're really not out of it at that point. So um, obviously we'll win our first game, and win all the rest of our games. But hypothetically speaking, uh, if a team did lose their first, uh, got a, a, a losing record in their first matchup, it, it's not quite so much of an end of the world as it is um, if you're looking to win a, a single tournament.
0: Awesome. That makes sense. Thank you very much. So let's talk Team Keen. Who is Team Keen? First of all, why? Why is Team Keen? Why are you Team well, Keen? So
2: it all started, I think it's 1568 that Little Walsingham was founded uh, by John Bishop. Oh, damn, that's a comedian, isn't it? That doesn't work. Right, um, but, this
0: uh, Little Walshingham so- rubbish. Right. Who is Team Keen?
2: <laughs> <laughs> so Team Keen is myself, um, Steve Curtis, um, Richie um, McCully, Jim Tinsdale, Craig Namvar, and Jack Armstrong. So a bunch of narrative gamers, if ever there was one. And then we've got our uh, coach, who's Ian O'Brien, also a big lover of the narrative. Um, And so the uh, seven of us kind of came together to just basically... We, in all seriousness, like we all really like team tournaments and we all take Warhammer very seriously. So as the amount of team tournaments has increased over the last year or so, it's actually, I chatted to Steve, I think it was after the first Warhammer uh, world Team Tournament. I was like,
1: "Yeah,
2: well, we should we see where we can put a team together just to kind of take one of these seriously." Because me and Team, re, me and Steve really enjoyed playing in Blood Tide with Paul and the Ninja Badgers and absolutely loved that. But we just like, should we see what it's like if we just take like because Paul paul buckler rich buckler myself and steve with that team and whilst we're trying to win like we weren't taking absolute filth to do so but me and steve had a chat and thought well for one of these team tournaments sure we see whether we can take absolute filth we spoke to jim and richie about it and they were both on board um and then when we found out that the Brotherhood was a six-man tournament, we then spoke to Jack about it, and he suggested Craig. And so that created our six. And then when we found out that there was a coach capacity, Richie was like, well, Ian absolutely loves a team tournament as well and would be quite keen at being a coach. And so we got Ian involved also. And so in all seriousness, it was this idea of like, all right, let's see, let's see what we can use this as good practice for things like Six Nations, things like ETC, take it seriously and, and have a good good competitive time. Like, there's no, there's no point beating around the bush. Uh, we're, we're hoping to win, the same as a number of other teams are um at this tournament we are hoping to win and uh, planning on winning um and yeah and that's that's why we put this team together because it's it's good practice for the for the big things like um like six nations like etc um those tournaments which are which are really, really uh, big tournaments uh so yeah so that's that's how team keen game to be is that i kind of thought it would be a nice idea to at least have one team tournament where i'm uh being uh, super competitive basically and just trying to take the absolute filth um and uh, yeah as i say like because when we played, as in Type, we were very much trying to win, but it wasn't taking netlist after netlist and all that jazz as a bit a bit more friendly. Um, whilst here, we're being friendly, but also being super competitive as well.
0: I'm with you. I just have one question on team composition, though. Um, did Jack suggest Craig because he thinks he's a good team event player, or was it because he just wants a lift in his Tesla? <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, I mean, you know, a little uh, bit of column a. a little bit of B. As a, as a as a team captain um i can only say that craig is a very good player who i have complete confidence in to get jack to the tournament <laughs> um, he and, charges really his sorry. car first i was gonna say that's not even true is it that's not even true <laughs> we'll see at the m4
0: services won't we plugged in <laughs> plugged in at bristol or something
2: i was late i'm afraid um no, Craig. Craig's uh, an excellent player. I played against Craig quite a few times, and um, I think he's a really good player. Um, and I'm sure he will smash it as well um, with with, um, with this team tournament. Um, yeah, and I, 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 Jack can drive, can't he, right? So, I mean, Jack. I'm sure I mean, Jack I've never, have
0: never, never, never seen evidence it. <laughs> of it. I assume he can. Yeah,
2: well, that would be tragic, wouldn't <laughs> it? I assume Jack can drive. That's yeah, what can't all- yeah. around those
0: like 17 kids that he's got. So that'd be tough. Yeah, it would be tough. Yeah, so. Um, how did you decide what kind of lists to run? Not necessarily what lists to run, but what kinds of lists? Or or actually, is it like a chicken and egg question? Did you decide what type of lists to run first, or did you decide what lists some people wanted to run analyze what types of lists those were and then work out what gaps you had
2: so we i we as a team are in quite a beneficial position in that um we've got a number of players who either have access to a lot of armies or are willing to build and paint uh, armies out readily so like um You've got Jack, who seems to own half the armies under the sun. And then you've got the Just Play guys in Ritchie and Tinsdale, who um, are happy to buy and assemble and paint, as well as owning quite a lot of armies themselves on top of that. Um, And I was also very happy to to get whatever army was needed. Uh, I have ended up going with the Sylvanth army, but uh, if I had to take a different army, as I have done to other team tournaments, I would have gotten bored of that. So we had quite a flexible uh, group of players in that respect, which I know other other more casual um, teams going to this, this tournament haven't had. Um, so once we kind of establish that, you're, it's an interesting balance because you, you want to take the strongest armies. I mean, like there, that is still the case. Yes, it's a team tournament, and yes, there is that capacity for taking a bit more of a curveball kind of list, but you're not going to see some of us turn up with... Um, I don't know, like, I think there's one Nighthaunt list at the tournament, which is really cool, but, like, you're not going to see suddenly a whole lot of night haunt lists because people think that they can get something out of them in a the team tournament, which they can't get out of them in, in normal things. Like, you are still, like, our, our rundown has got a lot of the who you'd expect to see at a singles tournament in terms of allegiances. So that's kind of the first thing, is working out what kind of lists you want. Um, and then from there, there was a lot of chat about kind of what lists are best, basically. You want to be taking the best kind of list uh, in terms of strong, uh, a certain type of scenario. Um, but more than that, just strong against the kind of thing which can beat 80% of the field is what you want so I'm explaining this a bit poorly but you um, you want something which can beat 80% of the field effectively like if you've got an army which you know can take on most things then it doesn't matter if it's got a couple of weaknesses and so you're just taking what are good lists and polarising them a little bit so like you might take a fire slayers um, army and then just remove a little bit of its flexibility because you don't need to compromise there so you might get rid of a magma draft, for example because you don't need to compromise on that magma draft because you don't need it to, to have that big monster because you, you know you can. Just avoid anything which will kill uh which would kill the little fellas um with their own foot uh similarly you might take uh so like i'm i'm I'm, the list i'm taking is a really good example that i'm taking a a shooting list um which is lacks a little bit of flexibility um in singles but actually that kind of flexibility i can just dodge a little bit more in um in team, uh, in teams. So like they're, they're, that's what you do. You're taking a list which you think is already good and then you might just polarize it a little bit. You might just make it a bit more extreme. That's kind of the first step. Then what we did was we then started to think a little bit about what, what we'd expect to come up against and did we have counters for most of it? And like, so we then kind of wrote down a list of what we had. Then we also went, uh, went through kind of the, the top lists out there at the moment. We thought, right, how would we counter that list? How do we counter that list? Do we have enough? And basically there's that point that if you've got two armies in your set of armies, which can counter another army, you should be able to match into it in a good enough way, basically. So our first step was writing, coming up with a list we thought were would be good in team in team event, like these polarised, strong lists. Uh, but then step two was thinking, okay, have we got all our bases covered? And that's how we went from like a, a selection around eight or nine lists to our final six, was working out which ones best covered ourselves against those two kind of criteria.
1: And just adding to that as well, it was also the when we were looking at what, where do we match into, it's the scenario as well, right? So, you know, we had to make sure that... I think Chris was was quite open on the fact that he was taking you know 16 out of the 18 missions out of the handbook um 15. yeah 15 sorry yeah so we, we had to make sure that we were playing the armies make sure we had counters to armies but also making sure that amongst the six we could play hero missions spread out missions ones where you don't have to deep strike etc cetera, etc cetera. so we had to make sure that all bases were covered in, in, in that sort of decision
0: making bit as well so each round three battle plans are going to be used and there's not going to be a duplication across the 15. So that means that if you take a, you know, deep strike shooty stormcast list or something similar, or you've got Ideneth where you want to put loads of stuff in the in the FSC, you can avoid things like total commitment. Yeah, exactly that. Which kind of goes so... back to what you were saying about you can push more extreme lists and you can take things that are compromised in a way.
2: Yeah. So we've got we've got some lists which just outright can't play Hero for example. We've got some lists which just arcane places of power would be basically an auto loss for them. Um but that doesn't matter because we arcane places of power is only going to come up um once through the weekend and we just won't put that list into that mission basically um likewise yeah likewise if if you've got a stormcast list i think there is one or two stormcasts coming along um if total commitment comes out you just
0: won't put it into that into that matchup and so what restrictions were there in the pack on your lists like duplication of factions or endless spells that kind of thing so in that respect
2: um tomlin put together quite a good pack in that um, it's pretty, pretty classic one. You couldn't duplicate any scrolls, you couldn't duplicate any endless spells, um, and you couldn't duplicate um, specific uh, allegiances as well. But yeah, so that's that's a good, good level of restriction there. As, cause as I say, I think I think it'd be a really cool narrative team tournament to have um, one of each overall allegiance, like with Destruction, Order, Chaos. That'd be quite cool. Um, but there wasn't something as restrictive as that. It was just um, forcing a certain amount of diversity, which is um, which is good.
0: And how have you, how have you pushed this kind of, you said that you said you've pushed your Sylvaneth army slightly. Have you pushed any of your lists in a kind of extreme direction?
2: Um, I guess mine is quite a good example of that. I've got 24 bow hunters, um, and one branch wraith and four units of fire tree remnants, um, so that's that's an example of kind of how you can uh, push a list to its most extreme, um, because that would not do well at hero missions, shockingly. Um, and so um, that's me being extreme. I wouldn't I wouldn't fancy taking that to a. Uh, a singles tournament because I, I wouldn't like being drawn up in arcane places of power and going right I've got my work cut off for me here
0: Yeah but I mean just, just t- asked Dan Bradshaw he took something similar to X didn't he?
2: He did indeed but he beat me with it so <laughs> I can't anything. Like that's, that's the problem I, I basically you know screwed the pooch in that one um, and, uh, and lost So what so you're I,
0: saying is Dan Bradshaw is your list inspiration and mentor
2: Yeah I've copied down on this one I'm happy to admit that I've copied down on this one um, yeah, saw him playing with it and thought that that would be a good team team tournament list. So I've, I've copied Dan, um, and he copies other people. So what goes around comes around.
0: Oh, absolutely um, no, no. There's no uh, no shade being thrown at all. Um, I think uh, it's it's something that people on social media can be a bit funny about. Like, um, you know, like oh, it's, it's a net list. You know, you're like, well, yeah, I guess. But if someone you know is a good player and they have picked a good list, then why not try and run it? You know, if if that's what you want to do, if 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 designing, if you enjoy the list designing process, then then do that yourself. If you don't enjoy it, but you want to run a strong army, then then by all means, be inspired by a player out there that's running something strong.
2: Because speaking that, I think is it Ben Johnson's. I think he's running your list, isn't he?
0: I mean, Uh, I didn't want to bring it up, but
2: uh, it's so. Is this what all this has been angling to? Is you to kind of the ultimate Seraphim (laughs) netlist?
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> uh, no no it was a it was a comment on the, uh, on the, uh, on age of sigma list meta really to be honest but uh but ben i believe ben uh well i wouldn't know i'm not a team captain and i haven't seen the lists but uh i believe the pterodons may be flying free at is it your pterodons it is my pterodons yeah well they're not mine anymore God. i sold them but <laughs> 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 the pterodons are back <laughs> Terra ben doesn't have
1: the same ring Terra ben doesn't have
0: the same yeah <laughs>
2: Um, but I think that's actually quite a good example as well because you must what what are the scenarios which you, you must have hated um total commitment. I mean total be?
0: commitment. <laughs> yep. Places of power, so hero scoring missions are because you don't want to put your heroes up front, but the ways to get them up front are teleporting and yeah. you can't, can't, you teleport can't a... score teleport and score and you don't want to spend more than, you know, a turn like being mm. right at the front. So do you teleport and then summon in order to create a screen? but then just take the fact that you're not going to you're not going to score that round or do you you know waddle your slan or get your little five wound skink priest or whatever up front it's it's a tricky question
2: yeah and that's I say i think yours yours is actually a really good example of that in action there um, <clears throat> whilst you you competed and you did well at um uh, at bloodshed in the shires with with the terradana army and despite a range of different um scenarios um you you would that that is a good team tournament list because you know that in certain lists, certain uh, uh matchups certain um scenarios it's just going to do a lot lot better like there's some things it's just, just really well against also certain armies it just does really well against like if it can just block off the board and stop stuff from coming down or killing key characters or whatever then um yeah it's gonna be brilliant so it's a really good example of a, a nice polarized list which does well in team tournaments
0: oh yeah definitely and it's um it's also something where I think it's the fact that it was fairly novel played mm. to its strengths. Uh like pl- played into my hands quite well because people were like, "Oh my goodness, like what on earth does how does this like... you could see people like trying to work things out." So, whereas now I think if I if I were to continue taking that list to a to singles event, people would be better prepared for it. I agree. And I think, I think it was that, un- that undermines the list slightly.
2: Yeah. I think Richie said when he played you, he spent about 15-20 minutes like just looking at it kind of like, "What?" And then, as a result of that, I think he almost gave you too much respect and was like positioned everything
0: too. Well, far I think, back. I think, if anything, Richie gave me the correct amount of respect for uh, for the, the the power of the list and the power of this mind. But you know, don't 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 be I too think, mean, Laurie. I
2: think everyone gives you too much respect as <laughs> <that's> what I I'm, can't <laughs> I'm get out of here, basically. Um, but, but, no, you're yeah. right.
0: No, I th- Richie and I spoke about this after the um, after the, the match. I think he and you could you could visibly see he was like concerned with what it was going to do and and actually like he made mistakes and i'm sure he, he won't mind me saying like he made mistakes as a result of that he made mistakes mm. in his in his list he was thinking about what to do whereas and he even said like actually on turn two i should have just done x but i was worried about what was going to happen here or i was worried about the pterodon drop here whereas i should have done x um
2: yeah, it's that it's that i think that's it's, we're getting on to like just general good points about warhammer play aren't we and like the big thing is is sometimes it's best to just trust your gut and just go with what you normally do and not spending ages thinking well i could do this i could do this i could do this like just going okay i want to do this um yeah and just yeah top,
0: maybe a topic for another day decisive action and how to uh, how to avoid decision paralysis yeah we'll, we'll get you back on laurie
2: like, I, actually it's one thing i really think bigger like I, I i kind of pride myself on being quite a fast player and a big part of that is that i i really do distrust my gut like in my opponent's turn i've worked out what i'm going to do and then i just try to execute it basically in my turn um sometimes perhaps i could i think it's my weakness as well but like i, I do think i'm a great one for just i've got a plan let's let's, let's try to put off basically
0: no that makes sense that makes sense so have you got back to your team and the lists do you have certain you said you want to pair up lists against lists do you also bring in the player aspect is there certain types of player and their game styles that you want to play against other types of players knowing like let's say you've Got a player who you know is very plays in a certain way,
2: um, maybe, yeah, it'd be very much a secondary concern, but yeah, there might be an element of that. If there's someone who you know has just got a mental thing above you, then I think that's that's fair. I, I think maybe a more wider point is when I was matching, when I was doing my matchups for um, for Six Nations, I had this Daughters of Kane list, which I knew was very strong. We knew Daughters of Kane was very strong. So I didn't really have that many bad matchups. But what I would put down as weaker matchups for me was armies, which I just wasn't 100% sure on how it would work, basically. Like I just looked at it and went, that's a really weird combination there. Like your pterodon list, like that would be the kind of list which I'd look at and go, look, I, I think I could probably beat that. But it's weird and my army's a really solid army, which can beat most things. So I will play that and I will try to beat it. But actually, I'd, I'd rather avoid it because I know if you put me into that matchup, I know that I can beat it and get that 20 which, nil which was the role of my army. Like if I was taking Daughters of Kane, um, like it was something which I think both both me and Darren really had. Darren Watson had. was He had, um, and actually, and Richie were Fireslayers, all three of us. Darren had Skaven, I had Daughters of Kane, Richie had Fireslayers. Like those are three armies, but if you put us in the right matchups, we should just win. Um, and uh, Richie went five and zero, Six Nations. I went five and zero, and, and Darren went four and one, um, and that was like it for us. Basically, I will take a more dodgy matchup if you want, and I'll try my best to win it. But like, I've got an army which is capable of smashing stuff. That's so. not
0: the role that you're playing in that team. Exactly. It's almost that. like picking a class in Team Fortress or something.
2: Yeah, why not? I, I yeah, I think you're just more of a nerd than me. Dan, I didn't really understand that <laughs> reference. But, but yeah sure
0: um yeah I, I i think that yeah
2: like a healer or something like that i guess yeah, exactly yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah. yeah go, 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 go for a dnd reference that's definitely less exactly. nerdy. that's Thank definitely you. less nerdy,
2: <laughs> well done, mate. yeah that's what, what i understand world of warcraft there you go much more hip um and yeah so that that that's i think that maybe the the mindset of it like um one more app blood type was when we were doing the matchups against Darren's team. Um, he had his usual janky list, and I really like playing Darren, so I was like, I really want to play Darren. But I did swerve him because his list with his kind of mindset, it was on. It was on a hero mission, and I had my uh, Winterly Phoenix, and it was like, right, so I should swerve Darren because Darren is a. Um, is a potential loss for me whilst I ended up going into Dan Ford who had two small heroes and I ended up winning that like it was one I should win but it's because it was the kind of thing I should win in comparison on that we put Rich Butler, and Rich Butler is an excellent player but who because of um, family commitments doesn't actually do many tournaments so he was actually weirdly a perfect combination for a matchup for Darren because all of Darren's mind games just doesn't work on someone like Rich because Rich doesn't know who Darren is. Um, uh, Rich just backs his own army and just knows his own things. So Rich came within, and I'm sure Darren would agree with this, within like uh, a a skinnier um, teeth kind of situation of actually beating Darren because he just trusted himself, basically um and yeah i think that's that's that perhaps is more answering your question that you might occasionally think right this player is really good at getting under the skin of, of opponents and we've got this player on our team who is liable to take that bait perhaps we perhaps <laughs> we'll avoid them perhaps yeah. we'll put in someone who just and you've also completely... got someone on
0: your team that's very very good at that jack plays a really good off the table game doesn't he? he does
2: yeah he's just charming that's the thing though he just charms you disarmingly so mm mm-hmm. Yeah, good having that new team, isn't it?
0: Exactly, exactly. Deploy the Jack.
2: Yeah, he's just going to be wandering around, smiling, shaking hands, going, "I'm Jack Armstrong," and boom, that's going to get going to get us the wins.
0: There we go. Not your inspirational leadership, but Jack's smile. Yeah,
2: Jack. It's it's just the rest of the team basically. It's going to be Steve's friendliness, Jack's smile, um, Craig's going to take people for drives in his Tesla, but only um, short
0: ones to petrol stations, <laughs> exactly, where they've, where they've got appropriate charging facilities.
2: Jim's going to take selfies with everyone uh, and Richie's going to go around promising not to steal or Richie Annie and going to go around promising not to steal people's hubcaps. Um, It's just we've got it. We've got it sorted.
0: Sorted. Absolutely. Right. Before we get into any more regional based uh, discrimination, uh, (laughs) does your does your team have a solution for every list that's out there? Do you have or is there is there a kind of glaring weakness that you've intentionally left in? Um,
2: We haven't had time, but we will do. Uh, we've only just seen the list today. Um, Tomlin released them to us about four hours ago. Um, so whilst yet I can't say that we have a solution to every list, we will do by the time it comes around to tournament.
0: I assume there's a, a very busy WhatsApp chat where you, uh, where you can discuss lots of things like that.
2: Yep. We're mostly sharing what we ate at Little wassingham's local pub last night, but, but of course, of
0: course, let's let's scrap that narrative, well. Laurie. <laughs> You're not <laughs> fooling anyone. <laughs> I'm fooling myself. That's what counts. <laughs> I think that, that counts. Self-deception, key. Exactly. Right. So, finally, before we kind of move on to the uh, to the wrap up, what are you most looking forward to about the weekend as a whole?
2: Cringy as it is, seeing all of my mates, <laughs>
0: seeing all the bros.
2: Uh, uh, yeah and just like you've got as we said before you've got a really good bunch of people going uh and obviously part of that is you not going, Dan. Um, and just having some, a few good drinks for them all. Uh, and Firestorm is great for that. and got a good beer on tap and have a great time. And those matchups, that matchup process where we're sat opposite each other, looking into someone like Tom's eyes and trying to trying to outsmart him and him trying to outsmart me. Um, can't bloody wait.
0: Excellent. Laurie, for that comment, I'm going to come to this event and I'm going to beat you. Oh, really? I'd love that. Just, just purely for that, purely based on that, I'm going to come and ruin your event. I'm i really
2: I, I always enjoy seeing you dan so i, <laughs> I, I
0: appreciated that bring um, it on. immensely. Yeah, give yeah. you a good thrashing and at the tabletop so steve about yourself.
1: <laughs> oh you guys uh yeah same thing i think just seeing everybody um i've got some i've got withdrawal or some events i think like i've it feels like forever since we've been to the tournament even though it's literally the first week of December um, so I'm just looking forward to getting on the table um, getting some practice in it's my first year at Six Nations this year so I, I definitely want to get some some team events in um, seeing everyone and just putting my, my brand new bone Reapers on the table would be a personal highlight of mine smashing off Ross' feel that'd be great
0: <laughs> oh, Gauntlet Throne always I love playing Ross so
1: yeah you won't mind I think we're not getting matched into each other. Laurie, <laughs> 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 that's not the point of team events. Come on.
0: <laughs> that's not That doesn't channel the spirit of Little Walsingham, does it, Laurie? What would Sally say? So, Steve, uh, let's. Oh, you're taking OBR. Let, I'm assuming you're taking Petrofax Elite. Uh,
1: yeah, I just really love the story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am. My, what my what, what is it
0: you two remind me of? What is it the... Um, chapters in fleshy courts are called the storm hosts what they're called
1: oh the courts
0: oh no what's the other bit the other one what would you mean what the grand delusion delusion that's it oh yeah. there we go there we go
1: <laughs> nailed it, it. Narrative delusion. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right so before we move on to the final two questions which uh steve you have already answered so laurie this is for you uh before we move on to that uh, Laura, have you got any shout-outs?
2: Yeah, so um, I'd like to shout-out to the Lance and Buckler guys who play down in uh, Rich Buckler's house in Crawley. Uh, so Rich Buckler, Rich Morley, um, Hugh and his surname, who I can't pronounce, Dan Ryan, um, and Mark Wilson eventually is going to come along as well. Um, yeah, they're a good bunch of lads and I enjoy playing down there. So, they're a, they, yeah, they're who I play most, most of my games with because I'm genuinely just a narrative local gamer, really.
0: Absolute lies. <laughs> And then, if people want to find you on Twitter or Instagram to like follow your exploits over the weekend, where can they find you, Laurie?
1: L-H-W-A-O-S.
0: L-H-W-A-O-S on Twitter. Cool. And then, what about yourself, Steve?
1: Uh, at Fireborn Minis is my one.
0: Excellent. Right, gents, thank you very much for joining us. It's uh, it's been uh, it's been great to have you on.
1: Thanks, Dan. Pleasure.
0: And I look forward to uh, look forward to following your exploits um, on uh, at, well, the week- at the weekend, in, in coming.
2: You're, you're coming up, aren't you? Now you just said. Well, just
0: on the well, Laurie, <laughs> bring it on. I love all you I'll too. Say. Bring it on. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to bring something. I'm going to I'm going to tailor a list that's excellent against Silverneth shooting lists, and then I'm going to get matched against you. I'm going to as smash no, you.
2: Pterodons do it for us, with you? Like I. How...
0: Yeah, I've only had a pterodon, haven't we? I might see if someone's got it. Try and buy it off them yeah right so laurie only because steve you kindly responded to these questions uh, when you were on on the previous episode so laurie two-part two question i'll do them both and you'd answer them in order so if you could only protect one thing about age of sigma and the rest of the game would completely be re- rewritten what would that be and if you could only change one thing about age of sigma and the rest of the game would stay the same forever what would that be
2: um the first one's quite a tough one because i generally like the game as a whole and so i don't like the idea of it all being rewritten rewritten but it's something not, which i'm not the to point do, of the question
0: Laurie.
2: <laughs> <laughs> i'm getting to all right i'm I'll just like into. meandering i'm just this is the last time i can hear my own voice on the podcast let me let me milk it um and so i think the thing which I really do like and, and does get attacked quite a bit, I do love the double turn uh, and the dice roll and the potential for a double turn. And like, I, I, I keep on, once in a while, I, I dabble back into 40k and I always get really annoyed. Like, uh, I'll either have first turn or won't have first turn. Actually, I normally I seem to always not have first turn for whatever reason. And I always immediately go in my head, well, if I double them back, then I've got a chance to get back into this. And I mean, you go, oh no, I don't have that option because I don't do a double turn and so I won't get back into it. Uh, and I do really like that element of, of Age of Sigma, the fact that. It just gives you that chance that if things have gone badly to begin with, then you can claw it back. And, uh, and maybe like gambling on that double turn, sometimes it means that you just lose quicker and go up to the bar quicker. But maybe it gives you that chance to drag it back and, and uh, to haul it back. So that would be the one I would definitely protect. Uh, and in terms of one thing I would change.
0: And you can only change one thing. The rest of the game is going to stay f- the same forever.
2: Uh, Destiny Dice. Yeah, there you go. I absolutely hate Ooh. Destiny Dice. Yeah, I really controversial.
0: The book's uh, not even out yet.
2: It, well, it seems from the previews, it seems that they're keeping Destiny Dice, and I get, I get the narrative behind it, I get the law behind it, but uh, I just really don't like it. I don't like, like, I don't like playing a player and like them. Get, getting a, lining up their army the their troops 11 inches away and me thinking right so that's fine because they probably won't make that 11 inch charge and then them getting out that 5 and a 6 and going well I'm going to auto charge that and you're like, well that's not <clears throat> that's removing a massive part of the game which is dice and just taking away that element of it and taking away something which should be a little bit of luck to it and you're just going nope don't need that going to do it and just yeah, that. Sorry, I'm going to start ranting about it. No, so, no, yeah, no. I, 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 I think
0: I know what you mean. So, like the dice, the dice of the randomness mechanic and the the potential to fail, critical roll, is a huge part of Age of Sigmar. And if you remove that, then it does. Even for like a crucial thing, like a charge roll, it does kind of. It's it's almost like a. A gotcha moment that's that's built into an allegiance.
2: It's even just things like if they need to cast a spell on a five to basically win in the game. Like there's there's a chance of obviously a five is a low a low dice on two dice. So they should they should sometimes fail that. But of course they can just pick up that four and just go, Well, I'm basically auto-casting that, therefore I okay. win. Like yeah. I just Destiny Dice, it's just it's not even the high end stuff of Destiny Dice which I dislike. It's the fact of that down that it can be let's say you've got a battle shock and on a on a roll of a six you um uh you lose something. You lose the. You lose that skyfire. You lose that enlightened unit. Well, you just take a three out, don't you? And just go. Well, that means that's that. I passed that.
0: Um, they just. It just.
2: <laughs> as I say, I'm going to start ranting about it because I just. I'm just not a fan of destiny dice. Much as I get the law behind it, and the narrative behind it.
0: Can I? Can I refer you to John eight seven? He that is without sin among you, let him cast the first stone. So what you're saying, Laurie, is that you don't like a mechanic where something crucial like a spell doesn't need the randomness of dice <laughs> that's what you're saying right I, I think we'll end it there I'll just say three <laughs> words throne of vines <laughs> ladies and gentlemen thank you very much and good night thanks for listening to Priority Roll if you want to get in touch with us we're at Priority Roll on both Twitter and Instagram you can send us an email priorityrollpodcast at gmail.com or you can go to anchor.fm forward slash Priority Roll and leave us a voice message If you want to leave us some feedback, we're always looking to improve. Or if you just want to suggest a topic to talk about on one of our upcoming shows, then feel free to get in contact with us. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, thanks for listening to Priority World.